Well, we made it to episode number 100, and today we are celebrating this community. Now, what do I mean by community? Because it's a word that gets thrown around a lot, and after a while, I think that's when things start to lose meaning. But today, we're going to get into it. I want to talk about community, what it means to me, what it can do for you, and how it holds all of our businesses together. I'm going to share some messages from listeners out there. A bunch of you left recordings, so I'm going to play those. Others, though, prefer just to send an email, so I'm just going to read those, at least some of my favorites. I want to share some numbers with you, some metrics I've been tracking since the beginning. I want to share my thoughts as I look back over the last few years. Then finally, I want to tell you about a couple of nice mentions we've gotten recently, and I want to talk a little bit about the future. Two years ago, I couldn't have imagined ever getting to this point, and the fact that we are here at episode 100 is a testament to all of you. So please, don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Now, each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week I choose a topic, we pick that topic apart. By the end, we've hopefully identified a few insights and then we finish up with an assignment a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to implement the concepts we talk about here on the show. Because as I love to say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a website, e-commerce, and marketing platform for restaurants. Over 6,000 restaurants worldwide rely on Bento Box to drive high margin revenue and connect with guests through their websites. I have loved this company for a long time. I've worked on the platform and I can vouch for the platform. Over the past few weeks, a bunch of you have written to me and, and you've asked me for links to some of their sites. And in fact, Bento Box prides itself on the work it does. You can see their portfolio of clients right there on their own website, but I'm gonna share some of my favorites. And don't worry, all of the links are included in the show notes. First and foremost, Gramercy Tavern. You guys know this is one of my favorite restaurants in the world. They are on the Bento Box platform and they have a beautiful site. Uh, Mark Forjon, it's a restaurant down in Tribeca here in New York City. I worked with Mark years ago on a couple of different projects. I love his restaurant and uh, his website uh, really captures the energy uh, of Mark's food and the dining room. A restaurant called Coletta down in Georgia. They've got a beautiful website. It proves that you don't have to be a, a fancy, uh, fine dining, high-end restaurant to have a beautiful website. Uh, Bento Box, I think, really captures their brand well. Uh, Hall's Steakhouse down in Columbia. They've actually got a, a couple of different locations around South Carolina, uh, but their Columbia uh, website is particularly great. I've got the link there in the show notes. And then finally, Mighty Quinn's Barbecue. Of course, you'll remember we had Misha on the show last week when we were talking about the collaboration between Mighty Quinn's and Otto's Tacos. Uh, again, I think a lot of people get caught up in, in this idea that, uh, that only nice restaurants can have nice websites. Uh, but Mighty Quinn's is a, a fast, casual concept, and they've got a real 
really dynamic, sharp website uh, that shows off their brand, makes it very, very uh, easy uh, to order right there. And I'm sure it's driven tons of traffic and revenue for them over the last 10 months. All of that to say, right, you need a stylish website that can be an extension of your brand, but you also need one that can help drive revenue. Bento Box understands that because they are a platform created exclusively for restaurants. And to further support the community during COVID-19, Restaurant Strategy listeners are going to receive 50% off their setup fee when they sign up by March 29th. So get started today by visiting getbento.com slash restaurant strategy that's g-e-t-b-e-n-t-o dot com slash restaurant strategy now let's talk about community in his book setting the table which i just went back and reread last week actually and it still holds up but in that book danny meyer talks about something he calls the virtuous cycle of enlightened hospitality and it consists of a business's five main stakeholders number one the employees Number two, the customers. Number three, the community. Number four, the suppliers. And number five, the investors. So what he calls community in these, uh, in these five, I'm going to call neighbors, right? Because all five of these groups together really make up a restaurant's ecosystem. And it makes up their community. So taking care of your community really starts by taking care of your staff. So as Danny Meyer says in the book, happy employees create happy customers. Happy customers want to share their experience with their neighbors, their colleagues, their community. All of that leads to more business, which allows us to buy more from our suppliers, which finally leads to more profit for the investors. Now, the more profit there is, the more restaurants you can open. And we start back at the beginning. New restaurants require new employees to take care of new guests and so on and so on. You get the picture. It is a never-ending cycle, one that will continue on for as long as you nurture it. That's a really important point. I want to make sure you really hear that and internalize that. Your employees aren't just an expense. They can also be one of your most valuable assets. This community, the restaurant strategy community, is one of my biggest assets. If no one showed up, there'd be no reason for me to keep podcasting. This audience started small and, and it's grown exponentially since the show's launch in April of 2019. I've shared my email address often and I've urged you to reach out. I'll share it again. It is chip at chipclose.com. Again, that's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. Many of you have written to me. I've gotten to know a bunch of you and some of you have even become clients of mine, clients I've loved working with. I've loved getting to hear all of your stories, seeing your businesses from the inside. As a whole, this is a passionate community of chefs, operators, managers, and marketers who above all else care deeply about their restaurants and the people they serve. So who exactly are all of you out there? Well, did you know we've got listeners from 57 different countries around the world the U.S., as you can imagine, makes up the biggest audience with Canada and the U.K. a close second and third. But after that, the biggest audiences are in the Philippines, Mexico, and Belgium. We get thousands of downloads every single week, and that number has jumped just in the last three months. Your top three episodes, can you guess which ones they are? Episodes one, two, and three. They are by far the most popular episodes to date, which is cool because it means that newcomers find us and then they're going all the way back to start at the beginning. 
So if you're new and you're listening to this, it's something I would definitely recommend. There's a there's a sort of foundation of knowledge that we cover in the beginning uh, that just helps you as you go along on this journey. Uh, in a lot of ways, especially in those early episodes, um, the, the ideas and the concepts build, they stack one on top of the other. Beyond that, uh, it's actually really telling what episodes are in the top 10, right? In fact, the analytics help shape the content I prepare for this show. So out of 99 episodes, just 16 of them were interviews and four of those interviews are already in the top 10. That surprised me, actually. I went into this thinking the podcast would be would be something totally different than just an interview show, but as it turns out, you guys really like the interviews. So I've made a commitment to do more of them. I'm doing my best to deliver really great interviews from really interesting people who, who bring a, a different perspective to the table. I'm gonna continue doing that. Filling out the top 10, uh, you guys love your lists. Episode number 91, top 10 metrics you should track. And episode number 15, the 10 books I think every restaurant owner should read. Both of those are in the top 10. And then finally, rounding out the top 10, episode number 75, how to build a marketing plan that works. For me, it's been important to balance the strategic and the tactical because what works for one business won't necessarily work for another. So if I tell you, here's the best way to do this, that may be true for some of you, but not true for others. And so I find it's dangerous for me to simply uh, get up here and, and give you a blueprint, right? When it comes to restaurants, one size does not fit all. So instead, I try to get you thinking. Strategies can be bent and applied to any kind of business. And the tactics that I do share are just ideas. They're meant to act as, as springboards, possibly for something else. They're, they're meant to get you going in new directions, to think about things differently. Now that won't change as we move forward. I, I don't think it's particularly smart to try to, to come on the air once a week and, and to have me tell you what to do. As I tell my clients, I know the business inside and out, but you know your business better than anyone else. So for me, this show actually stemmed from a personal frustration. I've uh, I've shared a little bit of that in the past. I'll share a little bit more now. Um, I, I was working with clients and meeting with prospective new clients and found that I was having the same conversations over and over and over again. There were the same frustrations, the same roadblocks. I thought, if these people are all dealing with the same problems, they're all coming at me with the same things, then there's got to be more of them out there. So I set out to find the other people. I set out to find you. And my hope was that I could hit record and share what I've learned along the way as, as a way of helping people, as a way of helping you. So again, who are you? Well, you come from everywhere and you run all kinds of different properties, uh, bars, taverns, hot dog stands, neighborhood restaurants, pizza joints, uh, sushi places, Thai places, and, and some of the most celebrated restaurants in the world. But you all have this in common. You're willing to say, I don't know. And that's a powerful place to start because it means you're open and receptive and engaged and curious. In the opening of this show, I share one of my favorite little quotes. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. The things I talk about on this show can't be taught. They can only be learned. These lessons require enrollment. You have to want it. You have to lean in. Taking the time out of your week to listen to a podcast about improving your business takes a commitment. I get that. I acknowledge that. And I want you to know it means the world to me. 
But taking the time to do the assignments, to put this stuff into practice, should mean something to you and to the people who rely on you. Because that's the only way things change. Your business is just like my business. We both take care of people for a living. And I'd like to think that the insights I share here on the show are helping people. In fact, I I know they're helping people, and that is why I do it. I know for many of you, that's why you do it. So let's make sure not to forget that. Let's not forget our why. As promised, I do want to share some of the messages I've received from all of you out there. Uh, I'm going to start with a couple of emails uh, I got because uh, they were both a bit too nervous to hear their voices on the show. Uh, The first one is from Laura uh, from Orlando. She writes, I think the biggest thing I've learned from you, especially during this pandemic, is that the business has to uh, work for us. Otherwise, why are we doing it? Yes, we love what we do, but not all the time. Yes, we enjoy working, but not all the time. As we look to come out of this pandemic, my sister and I are going to rethink things and make sure this business is something that we both want to do. Right now, I don't know that it is, and that's hard to admit, but I think it can become something we're both passionate about again. One more from Jose in Montclair, New Jersey. I always thought I needed a big menu at the restaurant to to keep everyone happy, you know? But then I looked at the numbers and people pretty much ordered the same six dishes. But we had more than 20 different entree dishes available. I ignored that for a long time, but then you kept saying, figure out what you do really well, better than anyone else, and just do that. People will come for that. And I started to wonder. So back in October, we cut the menu down to save on inventory and staffing. We just needed to be smarter with how we spent money, and we started focusing on the things we did really well. And people are still coming. They're coming for those things we do better than anyone else. So thank you for helping us see that. I get emails like these every single week, and it really does keep me going. Of course, I've gotten a lot more over the past few weeks since uh, I've been asking all of you to get in touch, and I'll share a few more. But for now, I just want to sit back, share some of the recordings that were sent in. To everyone who took the time to send me a message, thank you. To everyone else, I hope this gives you a sense of context. We really are all struggling with the same things. We are all in this together. Uh, I'll start off with two messages from Brian and David, uh, two of the hosts from the Restaurantopia podcast. I recorded two episodes with them back in December, and we had a great time. Uh, I'll include the link to those in the show notes. But anyway, here's Brian, then Dave, and a bunch of other listeners from around the globe. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy these. Chip, this is Brian from Hillcrest Foods and the Restaurantopia podcast. I want to congratulate you on your 100th episode. Love the podcast. It is amazing. Keep up the great work. We also want to thank you for being on two episodes of Restaurantopia, two of our best episodes yet. Uh, Hope to get to 100 myself someday. Thank you so much, Chip. Have a great day. Hey, Chip. Dave Ross with Hillcrest Foods in Cleveland, Ohio, and also Restaurantopia podcast. Um, just wanted to uh, send you a quick note and let you know how grateful I am for uh, for finding Restaurant Strategy podcast earlier in the year. Um, it's really kind of inspired us a lot here. Uh, your content is just unmatched, and uh, I'm sure it's helped a lot of uh, your listeners and um, has actually helped a lot of ours as well. So I um, appreciate you uh, putting this podcast out there. Um, your knowledge of the restaurant industry should be helping people, uh, especially during this pandemic. Um to help everybody get through and have the right marketing going into next year. So congrats on uh, hundred episodes, my man. Uh, appreciate you. And also thanks for being on our podcast, uh, episode 37 and 38 of Restaurantopia. Um, we really appreciate you spending the time and doing that and uh, look forward to another hundred great episodes of Restaurant Strategy. 
Hi, my name is Julie Hilton. I am from Roseville, California, and I am opening restaurant and a cafe this summer, late summer. And um, I've been listening to Chip's podcast for the last few months and still trying to catch up, but I seem to take away something small and some large tidbits from each uh, podcast I listen to. I enjoy the references he gives and the suggestions um, for books and readings and TED Talks. Um, He's very concise and very to the point, and each podcast is so easy to listen to. So I've really enjoyed them. I'm learning a lot and uh, have taken away lots of uh, good items from each each podcast. So um, I'm going to continue to catch up, and I appreciate all your hard work, Chip, and getting back to me on my emails. So thank you very much. Hello, Chip. My name's Willis Underwood from Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I'm part of a group. Got thrown into a restaurant, really, to save a piece of history, Wilbur's Barbecue Restaurant. And got turned on to your show from my son, who's working with me. One of the many items I've learned is when I stop by the table, instead of just checking on making it more personal, saying, hey, my name's Willis Underwood. I'm the owner, so on and so forth. So thanks so much, and Congratulations on the 100th episode. Come see us down in Goldsboro for the best barbecue in the world. My name is Nathan. I am the owner of 107 State, a restaurant in Madison, Wisconsin. And the one thing that I have learned through Chip's podcast is that you have to take action in order for any of this to work. All the things that you listen to, all the things that he suggests, all the things that he says to do mean nothing if you don't actually find the resources or dive down into them yourself and get them done because they work and that's about it wonderful place great place to be love him love the work that he does appreciate him a lot cheers hi chief this is sheikh samir from hyderabad india so one day I was searching for a podcast. I own a fast food restaurant. One day I was searching for a restaurant. Usually I, what I do is when I go through a podcast, I listen to the first episode. On your first episode, it hooked me. Your podcast has helped me in a lot of ways, especially in doing Facebook marketing for my fast food restaurant. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Kevin Sealbinder. Um, I'm located in Columbia, South Carolina. We have a restaurant group that has a couple restaurants. Uh, we have the Grand on Main, and we also have the Main Course. Both are located on Main Street in downtown Columbia. Um, we've been working with Chip for a couple months now. Um, we have an operations call and a marketing call, and both have been very beneficial when it comes to helping our business grow, helping us adapt, and, and really maximize our profits. Um, a couple of the things that I've noticed that, that have worked really well in talking to Chip and listening to the podcast, a main factor is me for me is adapting post-COVID. Where are we going to go from here? What are we going to do um, when these regulations are lifted? Where, you know, How are we going to grow and get that clientele back? And what changes are we going to make that will inevitably probably be permanent changes? So um, some things that we've done kind of going off Chip's podcast is we've kind of implemented a new software. We uh you know, we're taking handhelds with the servers. We're putting QR codes um, on our bowling lanes and our golf bays. Really just making it more personal with the guests so they can be able to 
order, pay, tip, and everything straight off of their phone um, or or deal with handhelds directly. And I think that'll be a huge, huge adjustment for us. It will also be a big labor saver um, to, to eventually put these, these items table side so guests can just order from the table pay from the table and then our you know our, our servers will, will be more of floor managers to where they can adapt and and really help us maximize sales and, and decrease labor at the same time um, another thing that i've i've noticed that i think we're getting better at and working with chip with our marketing team has been just setting goals and executing them i think as our operations team and our marketing team work closer together um, we're always a lot more productive and that's what we've been trying to do lately and really just implement new things and following through with them i think in the past We've set up some goals and not maybe followed through with them or had an action plan. Um, but now he's kind of coaching us to to really see these things through, set a plan, capture all the information we can capture and maximize our sales and profits. And I think that we've, you know, we continue to grow. And I think that we'll, we'll definitely get better with, with Chip's knowledge and helping us on our calls. Um, and I couldn't be more excited about what 2021 has to offer. Uh, thank you very much. Hi, Chip. It's Bob and Kate from Sunnyside Kitchen in Escondido, California. Congratulations on your 100th episode. You know, on one hand, I can't believe you've arrived at this milestone. But on the other hand, the minute I discovered your podcast, I knew it would last. You have provided a quality of content that excels in a format that encourages action. Yes. Thank you so much for guiding us through so many marketing discussions and decisions. You know, when we first started listening to Restaurant Strategy, we didn't have much of a strategy at all. We couldn't even properly describe where we were located. You showed us how to do that and also gave us tools for tackling other marketing issues that had us baffled. We were thrilled and very nervous to be your guests on episode number 49, and we look forward to the advice and guidance we are sure you will provide for another 100 episodes at least. Thanks, Thanks Chip, Chip, and, and keep, keep up, up the, the good work. work. Hi, this is Phil calling from Central Alberta in Canada. I've been listening to the podcast now for the last couple of months as I've been developing a business plan for a restaurant, a small local restaurant to open. I have discovered that this podcast has been great for things such as diversifying menus, location settings and marketing skills. It's been great to listen to other people and other restaurants and businesses and chefs to work out how they do it and also to take some great tips and tricks from them. And yes, I want to say thank you very much and keep up the great work. Hey, Chip, congratulations on your 100th episode. This is Danny with Steve's Hot Dogs in St. Louis. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the wisdom and guidance that you've provided both personally and on the show. I know just in 2020, you helped us really um, focus and figure out what we were all about. There are so many directions that these um, restaurants can go. And, you know, you really helped us realize that our, our restaurant is, is not just food, but it's also community. And we were really able to communicate that in 2020 with your help. And just, you know, the other um, advice that you've given us about narrowing down our menu and focusing on the things that we're really good at. It, it was timely and it really helped us. 2020 has been far and away uh, the best year we've ever had for Steve's hot dogs. And, and that's in no small part due to you. So, so we thank you and um, you know, keep it going. I know you're really a, a huge help to restaurants around the country and you speak truth in a time where we're all struggling and need to have that sort of guidance and, and a clear 
voice from somebody with true business sense and that restaurant experience. So we appreciate it. Congratulations. Hi, my name is David calling from Claremont, California. I've just begun listening to the Restaurant Strategy podcasts by Chip. It seems as if everything he is communicating is exactly what I am needing to implement. This seemingly simple and organized approach to executing a successful plan for your restaurant kind of reminds me of how easy Roger Federer makes tennis look. I believe that with Chip's knowledge and experience, I will be able to reach the highest potential with my business. Thanks again for making this podcast. Hi, this is Stephen from Ontario, Canada. My biggest takeaway from your podcast is the importance of using an email marketing strategy. As I began planning for the new year, I was considering reintroducing a contact-free home delivery service. We had great success with this during the initial lockdown, and although it's a more labor-intensive and expensive undertaking, I was just trying to keep as much revenue coming in during the slow winter months as I could. Before starting this up, I decided to throw it out there to our email community and see what they wanted to see from us in 2021. And to my surprise, many of them didn't want home delivery. Most wanted what we were already offering, but showed me how important a comprehensive online ordering system was to them. They would happily order online and come pick it up rather than have it delivered to them. So by implementing and maintaining uh, a strong marketing strategy, I've saved both time and money while providing the customers a service that they wanted rather than me spinning my wheels providing a service I thought they wanted. A simple email blast each week has saved me time, money, and made my business stronger. So thanks very much, Chip, and good luck to everyone. So I want to share just two more emails that I got from listeners in the past week. Will from Sydney, Australia wrote this. He said, right from the start, I knew this podcast was different. You weren't talking down to people. You were trying to help. There are things I was doing wrong. There, there still are things I'm doing wrong. But for the first time, I felt like I was getting advice from someone who wasn't trying to take my money. You just wanted to help make me more money. And it's obvious week in and week out. And I think I speak for a lot of people. It's really refreshing. So please keep it up. And then just this last one from Rebecca in North Carolina. I always thought of marketing as the stuff we do to get customers, but really marketing is about who we are, who we're for, and, and what is it we offer. That changed everything for us. Just getting clear on what we were trying to do and who we thought would want what we had. For about a month in there, we stopped everything we were doing, social media, lunch promotions, all of it. Instead, we just took that time and used it to figure out what we wanted to be. And when we started back up with our different marketing efforts, we saw that there was a purpose to what we were doing. We were more focused, and that has made a difference both in staff morale and in revenue. So in the year ahead, I'm going to keep working hard to help all of you. I just ask you to pay it forward. Take that community word seriously. Employees, customers, community, suppliers, investors, bring your staff along on the journey. Reach out and help other businesses in your area. If there's something you've learned, pass it along to them. If there's a way you can help your guests that goes above and beyond, do it. I promise there is more than enough to go around. A couple of things worth mentioning while I've got your attention. Feedspot has put Restaurant Strategy on their top 20 list of best restaurant podcasts. We're currently listed as number 17, and we're in good company. I'm including that link in the show notes so you can go check it out. Humbled to be included on the list and really excited for all of us in the community. 
Over the past year, I've been invited to be a guest on a couple of podcasts, and I've had a blast. I've been able to be outspoken and opinionated, which I always love. Restaurantopia, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and then the Marketing Rules podcast with James Whitelock. I'm going to include links to both of those so you can go check them out if you haven't done so already. I've also been invited to contribute to the Bar and Restaurant blog. I'll include the links to those uh, two features that I did. Uh, And in fact, I just submitted a third article that should be published any day now. I will share that link when I get it. It's been a fun ride, and honestly, I feel like we're only now just getting started. So we're going to round things up. Things you can do for me. If you've got the time, I've got three requests. Number one, please Take a few minutes, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The five-star ratings just help boost us in the rankings. The reviews help new listeners decide if it's worth their time. Tell them what you've learned. Share the insights. Just, Just doing this can help me grow this community. So please, I really appreciate it. The number two thing you can do for me. Next, go follow us on social media. I resisted this for a long time, but I buckled down and I created an Instagram handle for the show. Very simply, it is at Restaurant Strategy. Give us a follow to keep up to date with happenings. And then number three, finally, go support our sponsors. I only work with companies and products I believe in, and they are offering solutions to important problems. Bento Box, for example, is a website platform, but so much more. If you're looking to upgrade your site, it's worth taking the time to speak with them about your needs. I promise you will love the results. Episode number 100 is in the books, and I have you to thank for that. I am humbled by your continued support, and I am working hard to help you in whatever way I can. Please spread the word about the show. Talk it up with your colleagues and friends. Let's help this thing catch fire. As always, stay safe, stay creative, keep fighting, and I will see you next time.